Say, have you ever checked the ingredients in a bottle of nail polish? Bet you haven't. How about hair dye or chemical straighteners? Many of these products do what they do thanks to very strong chemicals that can be bad for our health. Nan Hong has more experience with this fact than she'd like. My name is Nan Hong. I am the owner-operator um, at Cali Nails. This year is our 30th year anniversary, and my mom and my aunt actually opened up the shop. Uh, they've retired since then, so I took over a decade ago, and we pretty much just used whatever product that was available to us. It wasn't until maybe eight, almost nine years ago, I, when I was pregnant, I think the doctor had mentioned something about, like, coloring hair and getting nails done. And I thought, oh, wait, like, what do you mean? I sit in that all day. So um, I decreased the amount of hours I worked during the time that I was pregnant. But, like, I really love doing nails. And I thought, well, I don't want to, like, take myself out. Do, do I switch careers? Like, what do I do? So I started looking into the products that were used. And there, it takes you to a really deep rabbit hole. Nan Hong slowly switched over to safer products over four years. Now there's a new effort by the University of Minnesota School of Public Health to help salon owners in the Twin Cities do the very same thing. Joey Peters has been reporting on this for Sahan Journal and Joy's on the line. Hey, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. It is tough, these chemicals. Oh, my gosh. What are some of the chemicals that Nan and others use? So there's three main, quote, toxic chemicals in conventional nail polish. It's uh, diabetyl phthalate or DBP, toluene, and formaldehyde. And they prolong, like very prolonged exposure could lead to health effects like kidney damage, liver damage, birth defects, and even cancer. Wow. And by the way, these are used not only in nail salons, but also hair salons. Is that right? Yeah, or at least uh, some of the products some. like hair dye would possibly include formaldehyde. Yikes. And so uh, folks uh, that are exposed to this, as you say, you know, there's a, a laundry list of potential issues. Um, have you had a chance to talk to anybody who's gotten actually sick? Well, um, one of the people who's part of this project is Amira Dawe, um, and she is uh, Somali and helping uh, organize a Somali Salons, and she had an experience with uh, black henna, which uh, years ago was applied to her during Eid. Um, applied to her, uh, and unlike you know more traditional henna, black henna can include that hair dye. Um, and what she experienced was some irritation on her skin, swelling on her skin, on her arm that led her to the hospital and led her to. Uh, get prescribed a pain medication for that and some uh, some ointment for, to deal with the swelling. Mm. Now, we have a cut here, a little bit of audio from Amira, and we should probably play this because, really, she explains, for folks who don't understand, the dangers of these skin lightening uh, products. Many women who are using these skin lighting products is to lighten their skin color, and they're getting exposed to toxic chemicals like mercury, hydroquinone and highly pollutant steroids. And then also added other uh, cosmetics, like especially uh, in salon spaces where people are using these uh, toxic uh, hair products or nail products. This is not only salons. This is not only individuals. 
community-wide chemical exposure is happening in these communities of color, especially immigrant communities of color. These immigrant or ethnic-owned salons, it's a, it's a safe space for these communities where they can have conversations. So how do we add this other component of well-being? So um, is she also collaborating with the University of Minnesota to work on this? Yeah, so she's one of the two community partners that the University of Minnesota chose to basically reach out to uh, different types of salons. So she runs a nonprofit called the Beauty Well Project, and uh, she is going to, I mean, she already has deep connections with many East African uh, hair salons, so she is going to kind of organize them to be a part of this this project, yeah. Okay. Um, is there, are there any other fixes that salon owners and those who work in salons can can use uh, beyond uh, steering clear of some of these chemicals? Is there is there any other um, recourse, I guess? One thing that uh, I noticed when I went to Nan's uh, salon, uh, Kelly Nails on Lake Street, was right in the front entrance was a ventilation machine. And uh, she told me she was granted that as part of uh, Hennepin Countywide uh project a few years ago that was similar that um, she said included 10 Vietnamese owned salons. Um, it's a little bit different from toxic products though. She was telling me the main purpose of that ventilation was uh, to, to help with all the um, dust that will result from grinding nails oh. and, doing, and doing nail work that can, that can impact your breathing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's another concern kind of beyond the products. Um, uh, but ventilation is a possibility for yeah. sure. And I'm betting not only are uh, maybe these some of these new products, but also some of the equipment must be pretty expensive. Yeah. And, you know, like, so that was a ventilation machine she got through a county grant. So, you know, with help from a, from a government program. Yeah. Any financial support available to salon owners to help make the switch? Not as a part of uh, this project. This project uh, through the University of Minnesota, so it's it's funded by an EPA grant that um, uh, is supposed to tackle pollution at the community level. Uh, and this is going to be primarily done through education. So there's a two-year grant, right? The first year is kind of organizing, getting the salons involved. The second year is educating them about these products. But the... Um, the organizers behind this do hope to share their research and result with, you know, local public health agencies and Minnesota Department of Health and the legislature. And they tell me they plan to push for those those agencies to um, create some sort of a direct uh, incentive program for these salons to switch to these products. So if there happens to be a salon owner or an employee listening right now, where can they find information about this? So, yeah, the one is the Beauty Well Project. That's Amira's organization, um, Beauty Well Project. Uh, you can Google that. Um, and then on the nail salon side, uh, those people can reach out to the Vietnamese Social Services of Minnesota. So those are the two community partners that are charged with basically direct interaction with these salons during this project. All right. Joey, thank you so much. Thank you. Great to be here. Joey Peters is a reporter for Sahan Journal. You can read his story at sahanjournal.com. We also have a link to it on our website. That's mprnews.org.